kids, are you ready to move on to another country this month? Chile and Zambia were a ton of fun, but wait until you hear what the eggs discover in Australia. And they even get a surprise guest. Hmm, who could that be? Hey, they're just landing now. Let's listen. The eggs spent most of the long plane ride sleeping. It took more than a half day to get to Australia from Zambia. After we land in Sydney, we'll have a short layover and then board another plane to Cairns. That's in Queensland, said Shelley. Rubbing her eyes, Sigourney asked, Shelley, I thought we were going to Australia. What's Sydney? What's Queensland? Shelley smiled. Sydney is a major city in Australia where our plane will land. Queensland is a state of Australia. Cairns is a city in Queensland. Oh, I get it, replied Sigourney. After the brief layover, the eggs returned to the skies on their flight to Cairns. The flight was smooth and gentle, keeping them relaxed. But as they were beginning to land, Gregory jumped in his seat and pointed out the window. Look at all those beautiful colors in the ocean. What is that, Meg? I don't know, she replied. Here's a lesson for you, Shelley chimed in. You are gazing upon the Great Barrier Reef. It's the world's largest coral reef, boasting 400 different types of coral. It's home to over 1,500 different kinds of fish in every shape and color, including sea turtles. Reggie perked up. Wait, what, did you say sea turtles? Oh no, said Gregory. Reggie, please don't get obsessed with sea turtles like you did with the zebras in Zambia, okay? I wasn't obsessed, Gregory. I just really love zebras and sea turtles. Gregory rolled his eyes and chuckled. The plane landed in Cairns where there was a bus waiting to take the group to their hotel. Everyone was ready for a good night's rest. The next morning began with a beautiful sunrise. After breakfast and schoolwork, Shelley shared the schedule for the day. Today we will be getting up close and personal with the Great Barrier Reef. We will be taking a ride on a glass bottom boat and renting some snorkeling gear. Make sure you have plenty of sunscreen. Even though it's December, it's actually summertime in Australia. The temperature might reach 90 degrees today. I thought it was awfully warm for this time of year, commented Meg as she flipped her ponytail. I keep forgetting we are down under, and the seasons are the opposite from where we live. Do you think we'll see some sea turtles, Shelley? blurted out Reggie. Well, Shelley began. Gregory quickly interrupted as he took Reggie by the arm and guided him onto the bus. Come on, Reggie, let's go. Sigourney turned to Meg and whispered as she got on the bus, Meg, I was thinking, it is December and, well, do you think they celebrate Christmas here? I would be sad if we missed Christmas. I don't know, replied Meg, I sure hope so. The bus arrived at the rental building. The group was waiting patiently while Shelley and Coach Flo went in to make arrangements for the day. Miss Poach waited outside with the eggs. Oh, I almost forgot. When we were leaving the hotel, the attendant handed me this telegram. She reached into her purse. What does it say, Miss Poach? inquired Sigourney. As Miss Poach silently read the telegram, she began to smile. When she finished, she turned to the eggs. Children, I have some good news. This telegram is from Benedict's father. He's here in Australia on business, and he's brought Benedict with him. He wants to know if I can contact him today. 
Benedict is here, exclaimed Meg. In Australia? Shrieked Gregory. Yes, his father left his phone number on the telegram. I'll go call him right now. Miss Poach promptly walked inside the rental building and made the phone call. This is amazing, said Sigourney as she took Meg's hands and they both jumped up and down. Benedict is here in Australia. I hope he can come on our adventure today, said Reggie. I want to show him the sea turtles. Gregory squinted his eyes and flashed Reggie a scolding look. But before he could say anything, an unfamiliar voice began to speak. He turned and saw a young girl around his age. Good day, mates. Hello. My name is Alicia, but everyone calls me Lishi. Did I hear you say sea turtles? Lishi reached out and shook hands with everyone in the group. Hello, Lishi, replied Reggie's mom. It's great to meet you. Do you live near here? Yes, ma'am, not too far. This is my family's rental station. We own and operate the snorkeling business. We have a snorkeling school where you will all take a short lesson and then we'll head out on the glass bottom boat. It will be a fantastic afternoon. Let's get started. Leishi's smile was contagious and had everyone excited about the trip. Just then, Sheldon and Coach Flo came out of the rental building. We're all set, they said at the same time. We rented snorkeling gear and the glass bottom boat for the afternoon, said Shelly as she scanned the group. Hey, we're missing Miss Poach. Where is she? She went to call Benedict's father. Can you believe they're here in Australia, said Meg. Coach Flo remarked, really? I hope they can join us. Who's Benedict, asked Shelly. He's our friend from Albumen. He moved there last year and we helped him get settled and adjusted to his new town, said Sigourney. He misses us a lot so I'm glad his dad brought him on his business trip. It will be good to see him. Miss Poach came out of the rental building. Benedict and his father will meet us for dinner tonight. As soon as we know where we are going, I'll call him later. Lishi offered, we're having an Aussie Barbie tonight on the beach. You must join us, I insist. Megan Sigourney exchanged a confused look. I don't think she means a Barbie doll, do you? asked Meg. What's a Barbie? Silly, it's not a doll, chuckled Lishi. A Barbie is a barbecue. We'll make a huge fire pit and we'll cook shrimp, chicken, and all kinds of good stuff. Say you'll come, please. Shrimp on the Barbie it is, Coach Flo confirmed as she rubbed her tummy. That sounds great, replied Miss Poach. I'll call Benedict's father now and let him know where we'll be tonight. After a short snorkeling lesson, the group boarded the glass bottom boat to the Great Barrier Reef. As the boat drew nearer to the reef, Lishi gave the eggs some information. Did you know that the Great Barrier Reef is one of the seven natural wonders of the world? When you're snorkeling, be sure not to touch or stand on the reef because we must preserve its natural beauty. I have some underwater cameras on board if you'd like to use one. Oh, and one more thing. Did you know that the Great Barrier Reef can be seen from outer space? Yep, the astronauts can see it when they go up in the rockets. Wow, exclaimed Reggie, that's incredible. The rest of the afternoon was spent admiring the beautiful coral and the many different fish living in the reef. The eggs had great fun watching from the glass bottom boat. Did you see that bright blue fish swim by, pointed out Meg. It is so bright it looks like it's plugged into an electrical socket. Yes, I saw that, and the coral has some amazing glow. I'm going to take a lot of pictures with this underwater camera when we snorkel, answered Sigourney. The eggs put on their snorkeling gear and followed Shelly and Lishi into the water. Be careful, children, cautioned this poach. 
Stay close to the boat. The view through the snorkeling masks was something the eggs will never forget. Red, yellow, blue, and every other color imaginable was found in the coral and the fish. It was a world all of its own. The eggs were amazed at all they had seen. Although they could not speak as they snorkeled, they tapped each other and pointed when they wanted to show each other something special. It was an exciting and absolutely wonderful afternoon as they snorkeled around the boat. Just then, Gregory felt a stinging slap on his back. It was Reggie trying to get his attention. Gregory looked over and saw a huge sea turtle swim slowly by. Reggie was so excited he forgot to breathe. He lifted his head out of the water and caught his breath. Did you see that, Gregory? Did you? He shouted. Yes, Reggie, I saw that sea turtle. It sure was cool. You were right. Sea turtles are awesome. And I think he looked right at you. He did, shouted Reggie, just like the zebra. After that fun afternoon, the eggs were ready for their Aussie Barbie. Meet me on the beach in an hour, Leashy directed. As they were heading toward the beach, they heard a familiar voice. Hey, you eggs, remember me? Benedict ran up to his friends with a huge smile and they all embraced in a group hug. Benedict, they all shouted together. It was a great reunion as they joined arms and ran down to the beach, ready to enjoy the Aussie Barbie. As the eggs sat eating the delicious shrimp and chicken, they told Benedict about the places they had visited. In Chile, we chased some penguins, said Gregory. In Zambia, we saw a real live zebra, added Reggie. It's been a great trip so far, Benedict. We think about you and Peggy often and wish you could be with us, said Sigourney. Just then, Miss Poach walked up and hugged Benedict. Benedict, it's so wonderful to have you here with us. Thank you, Miss Pouch. I'm very excited to be here, he replied with a huge grin. I'm looking forward to spending this month with you in Australia. Well, if you like, you can spend more than just one month with us. I had an idea and asked your dad and the other parents about it. If you promise to work real hard on your schoolwork, we would love to have you join us for the next few months. Your dad thinks it will be a wonderful learning experience for you and agreed to pay your expenses. The other parents agreed to help chaperone. What do you think? Benedict looked at his friends as he shuffled his foot back and forth in the sand. He could hardly contain his excitement. Really, Miss Pout? I would love to travel with you for a few months. I am so grateful for everyone's kindness and generosity. He looked at the eggs and said, What do you think? The eggs jumped up and down in the sand and shouted all together, that would be great! Just then, Leashy walked up and said, sounds like a celebration going on here. Leashy, we're so excited. Benedict's going to travel with us for the next few months, said Sigourney. That's great. Benedict, are you and your mates ready to see some koalas tomorrow? I would like to take you to the zoo. Yes, they all exclaimed together with excitement. Great, I gave Shelly the details. Your group will meet me at the zoo tomorrow afternoon. Now let's get dancing. Leashy grabbed Gregory's hand and they all ran over to the music tent. They boogied and woogied and twirled and turned until they were exhausted. Finally, the Aussie Barbie ended and all went home and crashed in their beds. At the zoo the next day, Leashy began to show the eggs around. When they came to the koalas, she said, Look at those cute and cuddly koala bears. But we really shouldn't call them bears. They are marsupials. Marsa who? asked Benedict. 
Benedict, don't be rude, whispered Sigourney. Lishi chuckled. That's okay, Benedict. They're called marsupials. That means they carry their babies in their pouches. You know, like a kangaroo. And they're also nocturnal. Knock a what? blurted Benedict. Benedict, reprimanded Sigourney. Lishi smiled. Nocturnal. That means they sleep during the day and are awake at night. The opposite of us. Just like the seasons here. Summer in December and winter in June, remembered Meg. Sigourney leaned over to Meg and whispered, I still haven't heard anything about Christmas, have you? No, she replied. Lishi continued with the tour around the zoo. Look over there. Those koalas are awake and eating their favorite food, eucalyptus leaves. Benedict, don't say it, warned Sigourney as she saw he was ready to announce some mispronunciation of eucalyptus. Oh, okay, Benedict replied apologetically. At the end of the day, Lishi made a suggestion. I would like to take you to one more place tomorrow. I already cleared it with Shelley. It's a very special place in Australia called Uluru. It is also known as Ayers Rock. It is very sacred to our Aboriginal people, the Anangu. It's a beautiful, very large sandstone formation with colors of red and brown. There are caves and ancient rock paintings. That sounds very mysterious, Lishi. We would love to go. One question though, who are the Aboriginal people? Inquired Reggie. The Aboriginal people are considered the first people to inhabit the continent of Australia. They have traditional customs and stories we can learn from, she replied. We'll meet at the airport tomorrow morning. It's about a three hour flight, and I can give you a geography lesson about Uluru while we're in the air. The eggs left the zoo and went back to their hotel to rest. They were fascinated with the idea of seeing Uluru the next day. Morning came and the group boarded the plane for Uluru. The time passed quickly as Shelley and Lishi were informing the group about the rock formation. Uluru is located in central Australia and is 1,142 feet high. We can't climb it though, because like I said before, it is very sacred to our Aboriginal people, explained Lishi. The plane landed and the group climbed into jeeps that took them to Uluru. As it came into view, stillness fell upon them. It truly felt like a sacred place as the eggs sat in silence and gazed in wonder at the beauty of the rock. It rose up from the ground with strength and majesty, covered in shades of red and brown that brightened with the movement of the sunlight. A guide from the Anangu tribe approached the jeeps. Welcome to Uluru. Come, I will show you. The group quietly followed the guide toward Uluru as he told them stories of his people. Our stories are not written down anywhere, he informed them. My people feel that a story will stay in one's heart and head forever, rather than on a piece of paper that can be lost. That's beautiful, remarked Miss Poach. As they neared Uluru, Benedict decided to run toward the rock to try to climb it. He sped away from the group. Benedict, come back here! Please don't climb the rock, shouted Lishi as she ran after him. As Lishi was running, she stumbled on some stones, twisted her ankle, and fell flat on her face. Lishi, are you okay? Gregory was the first to get to her. I think my ankle's broken, she replied as she winced in pain. Please take me back to the tour station. Oh no, said Gregory, I know what that's like. I broke my ankle last year. Here, let me help you. The group all gathered around and helped carry Lishi back to the tour station. 
Benedict turned back to see what the commotion was about. What happened to Lishi? he asked. She broke her ankle running after you, shouted Meg. Benedict, you knew you were not supposed to climb Uluru. Why did you do that? Benedict felt awful. He hung his head in sadness and began to shuffle his foot back and forth in the rocky dirt. I'm sorry, Lishi. Sometimes I just don't think and I get into trouble. The Anangu guide put his arm around Benedict and said, Young one, you must listen to the wise words of my people. Pay attention to warnings and avoid trouble. Yes, sir, replied Benedict as his bottom lip quivered and his eyes filled with tears. As they gently placed Lishi into one of the jeeps, she turned to Benedict and smiled. No worries, mate. Carry on with your visit to Uluru. I'll be okay. And she was right. The doctor put a walking cast on Lishi's ankle so she could get around on her own. The next day, the eggs went to visit her at her family's rental business. Hi, Lishi. How are you today? asked Meg. I'm feeling dandy, she replied. She pointed to her walking cast, and I only need this thing for three weeks. It wasn't that bad of a break. Lishi, I'm really sorry, Benedict said as he reached out to hold her hand. I told you, Benedict, no worries, Lishi smiled. She turned to the eggs and continued. One last thing before you leave, mates. How would you like to have an Aussie Christmas celebration with me and my family? Meg and Sigourney looked at each other with huge smiles. I'm so glad we won't miss Christmas. Lishi, we need to make sure to get your address before we leave. We want to keep in touch with you, said Gregory. Of course, that sounds cool, she replied. And we can't forget a postcard to Peggy, said Reggie. I think she'll like this one with a koala on it. I got it from the zoo. Children, since we're going to have an Aussie Christmas celebration, here's a present for you. Miss Poach took the envelopes out of her purse. She gave each one an envelope as they enthusiastically ripped them open. Reggie opened his first and shouted, Japan! Japan? questioned Benedict. Isn't that where Mount Fuji is? Maybe I can climb that. Benedict, don't even think about it, shouted Sigourney. They all shared a laugh and ended their Australian trip with a wonderful Christmas celebration. Oh my gosh, Reggie sure loves animals, doesn't he? On land and sea. I think that sea turtle did look right at him. The Great Barrier Reef is stunning and is home to so many kinds of sea life. Why don't you try looking it up today? You could even draw a picture of it and some of the creatures that live there. Make sure to use a lot of bright colors and then hang it on your fridge. And what about those cute koalas? Do you know any other animals that are considered marsupials? Animals that carry their young in a pouch? Try to find out. And if you get a chance later, take a Google Earth tour of Uluru. I did and it's magnificent. So much to learn. And I'm so glad the eggs got to celebrate Christmas. I know Meg and Sigourney didn't want to miss it. It was a great way to end their Australian adventure with Lishi and her family. Australia was a blast, but get ready for Japan next month. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a good egg. Thank you.